Hi, I'm Todd Dills. The subject here today of this Overdrive Radio podcast is the electronic logging device mandate. Uh, We'll be answering a couple questions on the mandate today as well as rounding up quite a lot of commentary owner-operators and drivers from around the nation have been offering. That commentary has reflected fairly strong opposition, uh, as anyone reading the news can see, uh, and with as much as you know, about 85% of readers in a poll still ongoing at uh, our site, overdriveonline.com, noting that they'd do what they could to avoid running with an electronic log of any kind. Half said that they'd rather retire or look for another line of work if they couldn't avoid it with the short haul exception under the hours of service rules or a pre-2000 truck. Such trucks are notably exempt from the requirement. Among the many commenters, Alaska-based Kevin Kennedy named December 17, 2017, the implementation date of the ELD mandate as published, as Solidarity Day. As he said it, quote, The day when, out of pure economics, we the people stand together and park the trucks. Kennedy added that he, quote, became a trucker for the freedom, self-reliance, and common sense the career both required and provided. Refrain from many thoughts from readers of late, which Kennedy and others see as under direct threat from the mandate. Others, however, pointed to the inflexibility of the hours of service rule as perhaps the uh, linchpin in all the e-log angst. An anonymous commenter noted the real issue was the combination of mandated e-logs and the rigid 14-hour day in the hours of service, which could be a deadly combination for safety on the highways, he said. Quote, the motoring public has no clue how this law affects their safety, unquote, by disincentivizing rest and drivers race to beat the clock, as he put it. The public is, quote, led to believe this law increases their safety. In fact, it does the opposite. Anyway, I'll get on to the questions now. The first one's a pretty fairly simple one to answer. It comes from Larry Stone. I got a question about the ELD mandate. I've got a 1993 Volvo L10 engine, nine-speed trans. Now, does this law on this ELD Am I have do I have to go along with this law or am is my truck too old? That's the question. The mandate is clear on the exceptions for 1999 older model year trucks, Larry. Qualifying for the exception, meaning you simply won't have to run with an ELD, will de- depend on the vehicle's VIN number. Simply put, if the VIN says it's a 1999 or older model model year, then you're in the clear. And the, the next question came from uh, Ronnie Callahan, running Farm Product out of Fox, Arkansas. My question is, if you are running a farm tag across state lines and you are hauling your own personal product, are you going to have to have the electronic logging device? Ronnie Callahan, Fox, Arkansas. The answer to Ronnie's question is sort of a maybe, not really knowing more about his operation. Ronnie, if you do run that product within 150 air mile within that uh, 150 air mile agricultural short haul exemption to the hours of service and you do that exclusively then you're in the clear on e-logs and you won't have to use them uh, but if you run outside of that radius and you do have to keep logs more than eight days out of any 30-day period that's when the rule says that you'll be required to use an ELD. FMCSA didn't directly address the various short haul exceptions uh, within the ELD rule itself but rather has made ELD use contingent on that 8 of every 30 days threshold. Essentially, if you cross that threshold in any 30 day period, uh, the mandate will require the ELD. 
Well, that's it in, uh, at its most basic, anyway. And if anybody's got other questions on the rule, drop a comment under uh, under any post over at OverdriveOnline.com that has to do with the mandate. We've got a lot of coverage there that you can access. Uh, there's a couple links on the homepage uh, to uh, the full coverage of all the stories that we've written about over the last week or so. You can always leave us a voice message as well on the podcast line, which is uh, area code 530-408-6423. Now we'll get on to the rest of the calls that have come in. Yeah, this is Mike calling from Deltona, Florida. And a comment I would like to make about the electronic log mandate is it was totally unnecessary. And the way they went about it by exempting the pre-2000 trucks just opened another can of worms. What would have been wrong with requiring carriers that have a consistent hours of service problem on their record to mandate the electronic logs for those trucks? That would have been the way to do it. Unsafe carrier, hours of service problems, bingo. You're required to have an ELD. Safe carriers, no hours of service problem, off the table. It only makes sense, but typical government agency doesn't do anything that makes sense. Here's further proof of that. Thank you. Bernard Inman. I'd like to, uh, to comment on the uh, hours of service rules and the e-logs. I'm dead set against the e-logs, but the hours of service rules, I don't like those rules due to the fact that they put you under the pressure of that 14-hour clock. So, you're under the pressure even when you get tired and you feel like you you have to keep pushing yourself to keep going because you're under the pressure of the clock. Whereas under the old rules that we had, you could stop and take yourself a five-hour break and still extend your day out. So my question to the people that are making these rules, setting all the rules, which one of those drivers would you want behind you and your family when you're out there on vacation? The guy that's under the old rules who's able to stop for five hours and take a break or the guy that's under the pressure of the clock that's trying to push himself to keep going. I don't think these people really took that into consideration when they did it. And, and what they're doing with these e-logs, they don't get the freight rates up to coincide with what they're doing with these e-logs and how those rules is not going to work. I can guarantee you if they came out with the new Oliver rules, I can guarantee that every driver, probably almost every driver in the country probably lost money on that deal. And they just don't realize that there's going to be a high turnover rate of drivers if most drivers just don't quit altogether. Now, me, myself, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about trying to find something else to do because I'm just tired of the government, you know, putting all these regulations on. They, they trust us to go cross-country, you know, from one side of the country to the other, but they make it harder for you every day. They don't understand what we deal with out here driving these trucks. We spend time away from our family, our kids are at home growing up without us, and every day they make the job harder for you to do. And I, I, me, myself, I'm thinking about getting out. Thank you. Drew Turner, Tidewater, Virginia. I uh, would like to leave a fairly brief comment, but to say um, a computer is going to tell a driver when he can work and when he can't work, what happens if the satellites go down or if it gets hacked or something like that? That means that all of a sudden the computer says you can't work. Um, I think the day that uh, a device, an electronic device, tells a man when it's time to go to work and when it's time to go to bed, uh, we're, we're, in, we're in a different world. We're in a world that the truck industry is not into. 
Yes, my name is Billy Kelly. I'm an owner-operator. And the last couple of years I've been running on the EO electronic logs. Biggest problem is uh, I'm constantly trying to outrun the log before it shuts down. And then we have a problem trying to find a place to park. Uh, if you're not somewhere to park by 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you just, a lot of times you have trouble finding a place to park. And when you do that, sometimes you overextend on the e-log. You go into violation because you can't find nowhere to park. My name is Jerry Noakes, owner-operator in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <clears throat> I was a household driver, bed bugger, for 35 years. 35 years of household goods, movers, uh, just about crippled me, which is part for the course for any driver that's humped furniture on his back for 35 years. So as most drivers in the household goods industry, I've decided to go into trade show hauling, which has a lot less driving involved. However, due to my arthritic conditions from 35 years of household goods, I take a lot of breaks. I am constantly fighting with the 14-hour rule because I will drive three hours and sometimes have to take an hour or two break to rest my body. I am constantly rest. I am never fatigued. However, the 14-hour rule and then the electronic logs, the boot, will make it almost impossible for me to do what I do now. I will have to seek another employment or go back on disability. Thank you very much.